Happy hump day, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by Betsperts, we are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and back from his brief respite at Betsperts Golf Betting on some sort of silly, itty-bitty little tournament. There's a golf course in Mississippi that's apparently good, right, Andy? It is the Sanderson Chicken Farm Open. It is like a chicken company. They, they, uh, the, the main sponsor is Chicken, a chicken company. Um, bad news out of Mississippi. They had to put the trophy under lock and key and hide all the purse money as Brett Favre showed up for the Pro-Am. So <laughs> it is uh, dangerous times down there. Um, luckily, the any storms in the, the Caribbean, some, it's, it's kind of bad timing too. Like I'm surprised. Maybe I'd have to go back and look and see if this has ever been affected by a hurricane. But the, the storms are obviously Florida away, so the weather looks fine down there in Mississippi for Four days of golf, golf, golf is your whole life golf, but uh, we'll, we'll get to chicken golf. We'll start with tennis in, uh, again, We've I, I think I said this Monday, the, the Mississippi of Europe, Estonia. Mostly because it's, no it's, it's on the, it's on the, Estonia is near the water. It's, it's uh, hard to spell unless you know the rhyme. It doesn't really rhyme, does it? M-I-S-S-A. Either way, regardless, Talon. WTA Talon, and uh, you got some props for us today. Just going to go with some first set overs here again. The later we get in the week, the less tennis there is. Parma is all happening right now, so it's going to be tough to get any more picks in Italy probably the rest of the week on the show. But, you know, there's always a link in my Twitter profile. If I put anything, I'll dump it in my little Google sheet there, which I'm told you can set up notifications for. So that's kind of fun to learn that exists. But two picks in Tallinn. One will be just after the show finishes, probably about 30, maybe 45 minutes after we wrap up here. Kostya Krejcikova. Um, just looks like a match to me. I'll be trying to find a way to bet. Yes, there'll be a tiebreaker in the match. Um, we'll look already have some over 10 and a half in the first set here, over 12 and a half. Just didn't have time to find the tiebreaker bet. Unfortunately, I've run out of campies. Um, but it just looks like a really good number here to me. The total finishing at a really juicy 21 and a half. Looks like it'll be effectively a 22, you know, after you adjust for the price. You know, same way kind of in the NFL, plus three, minus 125 is not the same as, you know, plus three and a half, you know, a plus money or something like that. That's, I did that totally wrong. Anyway, um, first set, yeah, over nine and a half. Just looks like it's going to be a really long first set to me. Thought about playing the over here as well, but 22 is right where I have it. And again, looking at a juicy 21 and a half. So give me just the first set over here, and I think we'll take care of business pretty quickly. Same bet again, Contivate Martin Sova. This one will be early tomorrow morning, likely. Again, don't have the order of play yet, but I think they've started matches right around four or five in the morning east coast time so put this one in before you go to bed contivate martin sova first set over nine and a half the two have played some very competitive matches but generally contivate wins the day here there's not a lot that martin sova does better than contivate i mean unless annette comes out and is inconsistent but in her home country seems to be really focused on having a good week here uh looked fairly solid in her first match and as much as i like betting martin sova let's just do the first set over here um should be pretty competitive and then um things generally will go quickly so we'll see how that goes but yeah two first set overs here and um maybe at some point during the show, I'll have a live bet on this Ostapenko match because she's an underdog, Andy, to Kaya Kanepian. I was talking to her buddy, Bartholomew, about this, and 
unless you're really worried about the travel angle, she had she was in Seoul on Sunday and you know had to come to Estonia, which again it's about 20 hours on a plane more or less. That can be pretty rough, and it's west to east. I don't know if that's easier, but a little surprised that she's an underdog. But yeah, just the two totals for now. Yeah, yeah west to east should be easier naturally, and uh, also a funny moment with Ostapenko. People who don't follow tennis maybe don't understand the a retirement as well, but if you're hurt or you sometimes you're just not playing well, you can just stop mid-match and say, I I concede, like in chess. I'm done. I, I knocked my king over. You, you win. And when you do that, the, your opponent is expected to stand up and shake your hand or meet you at the net. And they did it between points during a changeover uh, where the you know players will often get water or switch rackets or something. Yeah. Ostapenko had a big mouthful of food like she was eating, you can eat you know a lot of meat bananas or you know some some sort of energy bars she had a shitload of food in her mouth and she just stood up and shook her hand as she just chewing it was maybe my favorite astapinko moment of was that last week it's been a while I think it, was, it was last week it wasn't it wasn't was... soul like there's always like every week there's just a good astapinko moment that one really cracked me up worth finding the video entertaining in tennis um yeah bat down like i said to mississippi the estonia of the gulf coast i have a little bit of a maybe contrarian play because i see a lot of people loving sahith thigala and i don't blame them i'm a sahith thigala guy i loved his form heading into the playoffs he top 15 at the first two didn't play very well at the tour championship uh i think he finished second to last down there uh, nice bounce back after a few weeks off at Fortinet, but Fortinet is not Gulf Coast golf. It is definitely a way different kind of course. He putted really well, but this is these are Bermuda greens out here. I think people are propping up, up a little based on kind of his second half, June, July, uh, August kind of results. And then also he top 10 here last year. I don't think he does poorly, but I just have Russell Henley quite a bit higher than him. I've bet Russell Henley to win this tournament. If you remember from Monday, I laid the stroke and a half here. I think he should be a sizable favorite in this one. It's just It's hard to describe what wins here because different things win, but I don't love what I'm seeing from Sahith with his driving accuracy. The rough isn't super penal. You know, it's you're not going to struggle heavily at a two inch rough. It's not that hard to hit out of, but the guys who score and score in bunches here are either hitting the ball a country mile, which, you know, neither of these guys do. They're about average, or they're really, really controlled off the tee. They put the ball exactly where they need to be, kind of tactical golf, putting it in the right spot in the fairway to get the best angle to not only attack the green, because everybody's going to hit these greens. doesn't matter if you're in the rough, if you're in the middle of the fairway, you're all going to hit the green. It's going to be incredibly easy, but you need to hit the green in the right areas to have a close proximity and find a shitload of birdie chances because to win this tournament, you need to be about 20 under. I like Henley quite a bit uh, as far as that sort of tactical style of golf. And uh, I laid the stroke and a half, minus one and a half, plus 119. I bet this over at betonline slash lovig.ag, which... Uh, any guesses, Noops, to what AG domain is? No, not even close. No guess. Can't even think of a funny guess. Antigua and Barbuda. Oh. I'm not sure if I'm saying those countries right at all. 
it just it makes it makes me yeah dan has it it makes me think of the uh the dot pa one that like you just never gave it a second thought like it's pennsylvania right sure yeah sure um how many weeks till nba i think we're just down to the last three weeks it's getting there and it's it's, we're close october 19th andrew so let's see one two yep Three weeks from now, on when on Tuesday. Ooh, that'd be fun. We'll have to bet all the games on no, the, uh, the opening right. slate. Before we get to win total wins, they do want to address the chat. Patrick has an angle that has piqued my interest. Brewers money line slash run line. I'm not sure if that's a parlay. You can't parlay those, Patrick. Maybe you can at same game parlay. But today, after the Cardinals clinched the division and celebrated last night, they'll empty the bench today while Milwaukee is still fighting for a wild card spot not a bad angle i don't hate that i'll I'll fuck around with some baseball on a wednesday there's not much baseball to bet so you know i'll get i'll always i don't know what to do yeah playing this this time of year like impossible to bet baseball it is really it is really hard so fun angle like that definitely has me interested but yeah a few weeks from the nba starting we had some great quotes lately from popovich we have Zion coming back in the best shape of his life. We have Ben Simmons shooting shoot-around uh, footage. The NBA is super, super close. And you have a back to the well, back to the well with this one. And I am I haven't looked at these prices. It's not like I'm going to these books and shopping NBA regular season win totals. When you tell me to bet one, I go find that one with control F and I bet it. So I am even surprised that this is this high. Did they sign another good player? Or what, what's going on with this number? Well, as um, Dan so poignantly pointed out in the chat earlier, the Los Angeles Lakers, if you will, L-O-S-S, are back here. Um, there's even a 45 and a half floating around. I saw some 44 and a half. Happy to play it here. It's it's the Lakers. It's LeBron James. It's Anthony Davis. It's Russell Westbrook. In a video game, this would be mildly entertaining, if, especially if you turned off injuries. Uh, I think arguably the funniest tweet of the entire NBA offseason was um, Anthony Davis being quoted as going to have, have a chip on his shoulder uh, for this season. And immediately <laughs> someone quote tweeting it and saying that he was out for four to six weeks. And I thought that was true. That floated around enough that it looked so serious. I finally got down far enough in the tweets. Like, oh, oh, this is funny. There, so, there was a really good reply because he said, out four to six weeks, chip on shoulder. And then <laughs> the reply was, uh, reports coming out of Los Angeles that what was thought to be a chip is now a full-blown tear and he will miss the season. So, but, uh, yeah, Russ is going to hit the side of the backboard. Anthony Davis is going to miss 60 games. And LeBron can't do it all himself. There's still no shooters on this team. What's uh, what's cracking? It's very, very odd. They really haven't done much, if anything, to improve this team during the offseason. Now, again, there are still whispers. There are still people that assure me they're going to find some way to turn Russell Westbrook into something else. But, you know, they bring in Patrick Coach. Beverly. Again, and it's, there's something about LeBron James who likes guys that were useful about four to five years ago. Mm-hmm. Patrick Beverly, Thomas Bryant, and then just a whole bunch of other names. Scottie Pippen's going to be on the team, Andy, but Scottie Pippen Jr., in fact. Um, Dennis Schroeder will be on the team again. 
but they lose guys like Kent Bazemore, um, you know, some useful guys there. So it's effectively that same team. You know, Anthony Davis, you look at it every single year, like clockwork. This guy misses 20, 25 games. Um, you, you know, back, I go back and look, he played 62 games in 2019, 2020, and that was the most since 2017, 2018 when he was on the Pelicans. Basically, since he's been on the Lakers, he's only played more than a half a season once. Um, LeBron James is arguably one of the best basketball players of all time, probably in the top three to four players of all time, depending on how you feel about Bill Russell. And, but he's finally starting to get old. He's going to break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record at some point this season for the most points scored in NBA history, a record that nobody thought anybody would ever touch given how long you'd have to play. And here he is, but he's finally starting to break down. Westbrook is sitting in press conferences talking, uh, literally seriously answering questions like, so how does it feel to know that the Lakers don't want you here, but you're here anyway? And him saying stuff like, well, you know, sometimes people don't want to go to work, but they still go to work because they're professionals and I'm going to be a professional. It's just... All of this stuff is setting up for another just total calamity season for the Lakers, and I couldn't be more titillated by it. Unfortunately, we're not going to get 20 to 1. They missed the playoffs. It's only about 2, 3 to 1. Go ahead and bet that if you want. That number actually looks kind of close to right once you take into account um, at the end of the season the fact that, yes, they are the Lakers, and we'll find some way to make some silly trade, and who knows what that unlocks. But 44 and a half, they have to be two games above 500. I, I just don't see it. I look through this schedule here. They have um, among the most three and fours and three and four back-to-backs in the league. That's just brutal for an older team. And a lot of those bad rest spots come in the meat of the season, December and January, when things get really rough. You know, they've got less games here to start. But once you get into December, January, they're going to be playing just about every other night, a lot of back-to-backs. And the schedule starts to get really tough. This is another team. I know, Andy, you love those. Um, during the season, regular season win totals. If they cut, start out hot here and I get a chance to bet a better number than this, you know, a month or two into the season, we will be doing that. So maybe win total Wednesday will return. But give me the Lakers. Under 44 and a half, 45 and a half. It all looks good. They're, I don't see them being a 500 team. Yeah, the, I love Pat Beverly, but like his most useful trait is great post-game interviews. Like he's just going to say some outlandish shit and be awesome. Like, that's that's where he's fun. Like he was okay. Like he was fun to have on your team, but it was like, well, this isn't how we win a championship. We need to sign Rudy Gobert, which is why uh, a championship, uh, the NBA championship, runs through Minneapolis this year, guys. Target Center, Game Six. I'll be there. Who's uh, who's coming out of the East? Just right now, quick, quick twitch. Say it. Sixers. Sixers. Ooh. Boy, last time I'm I ready for pain. Last time I went to a Sixers, yeah. Last time I went to a Sixers Wolves game, it went poorly for us. So maybe better off this time with a little bit of defense. And then uh, I made a bet on the Thursday night game. We'll talk about the Thursday night game tomorrow. Numbers starting to get away, but there is there is definite concern. It may not be Tua, although best backup in the league, Teddy Bridgewater. uh, Kind of a goofy game. Um, If you followed along, Drew and I on Sunday night. Uh, if you don't do that, if you like to bet early numbers, and I, noops, I know you like early numbers on everything you bet, but if you like to bet early NFL numbers, 720 Eastern, same YouTube channel, Drew and I run through what we saw that weekend and then let the numbers start populating. We make three or four bets and we have Cincinnati minus two, minus two and a half in pocket. That is now four. Um, it's still getting steam that way. So It'll be a fun one to talk about, but I have a the very next game that will be played on 
Sunday morning in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. No longer. Dan, remind me, what was the old stadium called? Something Road? I don't know. That, yeah, there was, I'm trying to remember what the rhyme was. You guys had this really sort oh, of no, rhyme for if it's played here, bet the over. It, if it's well, played they used there, to play in, in Twickenham, which is a rugby stadium. They no longer do that. But yeah, Wembley, I think Wembley was overs. Twickenham was unders. Uh, one, one way or the other. Was the old Spurs stadium? No, it had a cool name, I thought. I like how the I like how the stadium like you can't just name it Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Like when you have cool names like Turf Moor and things of that ilk, like it's a dumb name. Either way, this will be White Hart Lane. Thank you, Dan. I knew it was something like Road. Fish and Chips Stadium. Fish and Chips. Put it in a newspaper and serve it to me. But I have a bet. Uh, this line has moved. Honestly, some of it was the news this morning. We had a little bit of uh, a scare with Jameis maybe not playing. We saw some clips of Taysom Hill taking snaps. Andy Dalton took first, first, uh, what do you call it? First round. I'll keep wanting to say first round. First group. I can't think of the word for like the starters. Uh, with the ones. Andy Andy Dalton took some snaps with the ones. Dennis Allen came out later in the morning and said he wasn't worried about Jameis missing the game. In this bet, I want Jameis Winston to play because his back is broken. Literally. That is not hyperbole. First team. Thanks, Rick Daddy. Um, his back is literally broken in four places. He's a backyotomy. He had no, exactly. He had no touch. He looked horrible on short throws. He looked horribly inaccurate. Guys were getting separation. This Vikings defense is ripe for the picking. It's no good. But right now, Jameis Winston is too hurt to even make the easy throws. I love this under. It's 43 and a half now. I would play this down to like 42. I'm I'm fine continuing to hammer on this because not only is it uh, a matchup that should have been able to take advantage of that they're not going to now because of Jameis, the Vikes offense has been quietly disappointing all season, despite all the grandiose predictions of how Kevin O'Connell would fix things. And the Saints defense is good. It is the best part of this team right now. So I don't think the Vikings look that good on offense. Uh, this game might be horrible. Um, it's a good one to go get some brunch. You're going to need six or seven mimosas or Bloody Marys to get through this. Regardless, I am uh, I'm, I'm laying low taking the under Sunday morning. And yeah, like I said, even at 43 and a half, I would definitely still bet this. It It, it makes perfect sense. Again, you got all the travel stuff. Um, The Vikings haven't looked electric offensively. I mean, I've had a few chances here and, you know, and it's another team that's happy to run the ball. Like overall, I mean, I guess they want to throw it to Justin Jefferson, especially if they're over there. I'm sure they'll be trying to, you know, make him kind of into a fan. It's just nice that they get to watch, not the Jaguars. Although the Jaguars are probably good. Del- and yeah, uh, furthermore, Delvin Cook banged up with the shoulder subluxion. Uh, they have a good backup in Madison. He'll be fine. But good news for the Vikings defense as well. Harrison Smith cleared protocol. Uh, the other fellow whose name is escaping me now, there's a booth. Uh, Andrew Booth, the cornerback who was injured, he's trending like he'll play. So all, all the news is trending towards an under here. I'm fine taking this and hammering it furthermore down. And, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. I like a good morning game. I'm assuming this is early, right? Because yeah. they, they, they used to do that, and then they took it away for a bit. They're like, I oh, will play London games at noon anyway. I'm like, well, that's dumb. Give me the 830 game. Yeah, I love I'm it. I'm going to be like – so I'll be, yeah. I'll be down at the softball fields. I told my wife this, too. I'm like, 
you seen how many dads were at softball last week? I'm like, count how many dads are at softball during the Vikings game for a Sunday morning uh, under 10 girls softball. I'm going to bring the iPad down and sit it on the top of the bleachers, pointing backwards, so you can stand there and watch the game, but also look like you're watching the softball as well. So 8.30 Central Time, that'll be uh, an early one, and yeah, let's, uh, let's shut her down for the day with a quick send-off from our sponsor. I almost want to No Holds Barred. That would have been a cool name, too. House, I'm not sure. Home. doesn't house. make as much sense. A no house advantage. You can play in pick'em contests versus other people for your shot of winning $250,000 or more in straight cash. Download the app. Choose a contest. Select your player props earn points for correct picks. And climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. Uh, you can play NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and even NASCAR if you like race cars. Sign up with the promo code BETSPERTS at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on your mobile device or tablet for a first deposit match of wherever you can download apps. Dollars. Yeah. If there's some Go new the device app. to exist I'm unaware of. Go to the app store. Maybe you can get it on your watch. I don't know. I don't fully understand how development of apps works, but uh, regardless, you should apps. be able to get it on your phone. So support the show by supporting the sponsors. Download No House Advantage. Give it a try and uh, hit me up if you have any questions on Twitter at AndyMSFW. For me, for Noops, for producer Dan and the Betsperts family, catch you Thursday.